Welcome to the Rise Daily Podcast. Here we choose healing. Here we choose growth. Here we will learn to empower one another to rise above our daily challenges. We are your hosts, Anita and Alicia. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm so excited for this week's episode. So we have a special guest today. We have Kai Franco with us, which, oh, you guys, this is going to be amazing. He is going to be um, talking to us about breath work and how important breath connection is in our life. But just a little bit before I get into that, um, I met Kai about, I want to say it's been about eight months ago. And Brooke Barney, she's a good friend of mine, she put together a mini day retreat. And in this retreat, there was, um, well, I, I'm so grateful that I got asked to do the yoga part of it. That was amazing. And then there was soundable healing. There was Kai's breath work. Um, she had nutritious food prepared for us. We went on a nature walk. Like it was beautiful. If any of you that are local um, are able to attend one of her mini day retreats, they're amazing. Um, but that's where I met Kai. And before that breathwork session that I did with him, I had only done breathwork one other time. And it was right before a cold water plunge. <laughs> so it was the, um, oh, now I forgot what it's called. What is, oh, Wim, Wim Hof. Yes. And it was just, you know, maybe three rounds of the Wim Hof thing. And then we got into the cold water and, oh. It was just crazy experience. But um, so then when I met Kai and did that breath work, it was so incredible. Like I remember at one point um, he told us that we would be able to hold our breath for maybe what did you say? Maybe like a minute and a half. Is that what you started with? And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, there's no way. There's no way. And as we did it and we got to that point, I was able to do it. And it just... Oh, it inspired me so much in that moment of, oh, my word, like we can manage our bodies to what we need or what we want, you know, and so it was mm -hmm. incredible. But anyway, with that being said, let me just tell you a little bit about Kai. So Kai is a breathwork and sound bath facilitator. He's been doing yoga for over 15 years and guiding breath sessions and sound baths for the past five years, which that's so incredible. And recently, Kai has moved into hosting large group events, and I have been privileged to be able to attend one of those, and it was amazing, so amazing. Um, and those are in Kaysville, is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. The Kaysville, first okay. Through, yeah, sure. and I will post your information Um on the description of this episode and you can find him on Instagram at breathing.empowered. So Kai, thank you for being here with us today. Oh gosh, no, thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's such an honor. Like ever since that retreat we met, our energies connected. And I was like, yeah, this, she's good people. So I'm very happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We did connect like that. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> and yeah. I just start off by saying that's the coolest name ever. Kai Franco. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm so excited. I know. I am so excited. I feel like there's going to be magic here today because 
I, with my minimal experience in breath work, I have realized what is inside of that and the power inside of that. And I am so grateful to you to share that with us. Like so exciting. So Mm -hmm. exciting. Thank you. Yes. No. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. It's my favorite thing. Honestly, it's the, it's the easiest thing because breath work is something that got me out of a really rough place. And so it helped me find myself again. So through that journey, it's just like, it is so natural. And it's like, Oh, I just want everyone to have it. (laughs) Yeah. So do you guys mind if I ask the first question? Please. I'm so excited about this. And actually, Elisa, you brought this. So really you should be asking this question, but it was so profound for me when you said it that I, um, it, it, it just really, really struck me so deeply. Um, our life starts with our first breath and ends with our last. How can we use it for our benefit in between? Oh. <laughs> this is such a beautiful question. <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. Yes. That, but that, that question speaks to me of the as humans, we are creatures of air, just like a fish is a creature of water. And so the quality of that water, the, the, the functioning of the, the parts of its body that process that water are super vital to its experience. And so in life, you know, we breathe every day. And the thing about things that we do all the time so much that we don't think about it, that they're purely subconscious, is they can get stuck in patterns that don't serve us anymore. And so the thing about breath work is it helps to reset such a vital mechanism. And it's it's so foundational to your experience. Speaking to that point, your life starts at breath and the last breath you take, your life is going to end shortly thereafter. And so everything else, um, as if that foundation is shaky, if something in that, if your body has gotten shocked and it's kind of put a kink in that breathing mechanism, going through breath work kind of opens everything back up and then you can be back in yourself. It's so lovely. So I love it. <laughs> That's so exciting. That is beautiful. And I love how you said that. I mean, we do, we breathe all day long, but we don't even realize, you know, how maybe we are taking more shallow breaths than we even realize because we're just barely in survival mode, you know? And so I, yeah, I mean, it's just bringing that awareness into, oh, what is my breath like right now in this moment? Mm Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, like, it's such a natural thing. We all default to getting stuck in patterns. We just don't ever think about our breath being that, you know, we get, we think about that in our minds. Okay. I'm stuck in this pattern or I'm stuck in this cycle, but we don't even realize that we're stuck in that pattern in our breath. Massive. I mean, like that awareness is huge. I love it so much. I'm so excited. Um, Alicia, do you want to? Yes, I was going to say that I I don't remember where I heard this from, but I remember somebody, or maybe I read it, I don't even know, um, basically about how our body functions, well, like, like our regular autonomic functions that we don't think about. Um, we can't really change those things, like our kidneys, we can't do anything to make those work any better or less or faster or slower, you know, our liver, different things like that, that our body, our digestive system is just doing its thing, right? But our breath, like we are given a choice on how to manage our breath. We are Mm -hmm. able to um, bring in awareness again to just, 
okay, how am I breathing in this moment or taking it even deeper and going into like a breathwork class or something where we are really, that is our focus for the next 30 minutes or an hour, you know? And so it's, it's basically bringing a connection of our unconscious breathing to the conscious. So we're connecting those two, which I think that, I mean, there's got to be something there that we get to make that choice of how our breath is going to be. And we can't do that with other systems in our body. So I just thought that was so incredible to think of it that way. No, absolutely. When you think about it, totally to, to, to piggyback on your point, um, breath is the only purely subconscious function in the body that we have complete control over. And so, uh, just to, like um, uh, the Reader's Digest version, your brain is built in three layers. And so the deeper you go, the deeper you're diving into your subconscious. And so that base layer is your reptilian brain. And that's where like your heartbeat, your digestion, like you said, breathing is located there because without it, any function that you can't survive without is going to be located deep in this reptilian space. And so, but when we usually don't have access to it, but because of how breathing works, if you were to fall into a lake, you need to be able to stop your breath right away. Right. The only stop your heart from beating you it's, it's the only function that you just have total control over and because mm -hmm. it's lodged so deep in the subconscious you can ride your breath into your subconscious and then do really good healing work really good like acceptance it's so fun it's just such a fun playground that just gave me the chills <laughs> me too <laughs> no you like, just oh I'm, I'm telling you when I said we're going into a magical place that literally is the magic because listen to think that um, we can explore that realm, I mean, and forever, we really could just, you know, live in that space of how, how far can I go in here? And just for the smallest little example, I did a, a breathwork session this morning. I just wanted to be completely in that space with Kai. Um, at the end, there was something special that happened to me that um, I know is sourcing from the breath work, but I felt so connected and so much love for my body, for the ability that it has. Like I realized that within the breath work that I was doing, I was transforming in that moment or like even um, shifting the energy of the deepest parts of my body, if that makes sense. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt like so connected to my body. I just had such gratitude for my breath. I couldn't, I, I can't even put it into words. It was that feeling. And so I can't imagine to create this constant practice of that and what will come from there. Oh yeah, it, it gives you such that that fundamental control. It's like mm -hmm. the reason why I, I do breath work the way that I do is because it's it's the avenue with which I fill my own cup. Mm -hmm. If I want to be an I want to be a sheriff, if I want to be a, a gifter or a healer, your cup has to be full. You can't heal with an empty cup. It's so hard. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so, breath work is like that private practice where if I need something to like recenter, refocus, you know, realign, do any of those fun things, I can just go there and it's always available. That's what's so it's free yeah. and you're going to be breathing anyway. In the next hour, you're going to be breathing. You can either put some intention into it or not. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That's so simple and powerful. I love it. So Kai, I love it. how did you find breath work? Um, so I did yoga for years. I moved to California. Um, 
I lived there for 10 years. And so the yoga is just very popular. And just in that exploring and getting invited to places, I got invited to a Kundalini breathwork mm-hmm. class, which I'd never been to before. For those who don't know, Kundalini is the yoga of breathwork and angles. And it's a very, it's fun. It's very like alignment based, but very rigid, um, which is not my style at all. <laughs> but the, the thing about the breathwork was it just, um, you, you practice Kundalini yoga at like 4 a.m. every morning. They have a practice called sadhana. And so as I was just going through these practices, just kind of wrote, it's so fun because it's like, I was just doing it because it was supposed to, and it kind of lets your mind clear. And then I just had this like breakthrough moment where all of a sudden I was like lucid dreaming while wide awake and fully in control, but, but I was just somewhere else in this like space that just felt so safe and protected. It was just such a beautiful experience. They're hard to describe, but I was like, Oh, oh my goodness, what is this? Yeah. And I, I came from a place of stress, anxiety, and depression. Like I used to get daily panic attacks at one point in my life. And so that's kind of where I'd find I'd gone to yoga. Cause I like moving my body and then finding this breath. It was just a whole nother state of being. And I was like, okay, there's something to explore here. Mm-hmm. Wow. So amazing. Um, I would love to know uh, for me, like what's, what my curiosity is, how is it that using our breath or creating that oxygen that's going through our bodies, uh, what is the, like, not necessarily the scientific part of that, but how is it moving things through us or how are we clearing things? Because I feel like when you're, when you're in breath work, you are able to maybe release trapped emotions that are in our body. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So it's fun. And to get to, to, because I could go off on this. I love, I'm such a science baby. Like I could just go off. Okay, great. Do it. Yeah. Uh, The, um, so there's so much I'm trying to figure out where to start. So I'm glad you're a science baby. I I just kind of just wanted to have like a simplistic understanding of how how the oxygen moves through our body. You know what I mean? Because I know that's what we're we're creating, right? Because there's times that you can get lightheaded. Oh, yes. What what is happening in that moment? So what's happening when you dive into breath work um, is as you breathe, um, oxygen is alkaline and CO2 is acidic. And so as you go into some of these deeper breathing practices, as you clear, um, you're actually changing the pH in your body because you're dumping all of your CO2 and you're taking on a bunch of oxygen. That tiny little pH change creates a shift that allows you access to some really fun mechanisms in your body. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So when you started doing this, did that help decrease the panic attacks that you were having? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, and and because as you get into that space, the thing about going into really deep breath work is uh, it puts your body in a very emotional spot. So as that as that pH is shifting in your body, the gentle switch over to alkaline creates a restriction that leads to, remember how I said your brain is in three layers? Mm-hmm. That very top layer is your mental layer. That's where we think of things. And that's where we remember. That's like our human area. That's the, the, the one that evolved last. And as we deep breathe, we actually cut off the blood flow to that area because your body registers that something is being affected at a core um reptilian level does that make sense mm-hmm. like something deeply subconscious and you're going into it your body's like wait this feels weird and so it just pulls its energy down to see what's going on 
is, okay. is a bit of the, the what's happening. And so as that's starting to restrict, that's where the ego, because your ego sits in that homo yeah. sapien brain, starts to freak out. And that's where you'll be able to interface with these moments of, do I want to do this? Is this, you know, am I safe? Is this okay? And as you trust it, because breathing is the most natural thing, you start to draw back. And as you draw through your mammalian brain, that second layer, that's where all your emotions are stored. That's that's so that's our family relationships. That's our emotional dynamics. How do we feel about the world? And so if there's been a trapped emotion where you didn't feel like you were good enough or you didn't feel like you were capable, that feeling that I'm not capable can be trapped in your body as something that's like a block. And as you go into this breath work and all of a sudden you're in, you run into that wall and you feel I'm not capable. I don't know if I can do this. If you have a guide that you trust that's guiding you through the breathing and you stick with it, you'll find that that wall will just dissolve because it was never real in the first place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you arrive down to this place and, and, I can always tell in my personal practice when I've hit that like reptilian part of my brain because the breathing becomes easy. Mm -hmm. There's nothing as natural as taking on oxygen. Your body knows how to process it. There's an equilibrium that gets established. And once you hit that lower layer, all that stuff is dissolves. It's not there. <laughs> so much power in that. So we could like I, that, that was so huge because you're saying we could be removing blocks through the breath work and really being who we are meant to be, because that's the only thing that's keeping us from living our true self, right? Is all the blocks that we have here in our mind. So, okay, this is a question. Do you feel like breath work is more easily accessible than meditation. Well, and I only say that because I think that meditation is amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. It just is such a practice to reel your, your mind because our minds go a million miles an hour all the time. And to like, pull back to like being still pull back to being still. Like it takes so long to get to that place where you can be completely only meditating mm -hmm. and being in that sweet spot, you know, what, where meditation takes you, where all the magic happens, but yes. is breath work more easily accessible? I know that it's also meditative, but do you feel like it's more easily accessible? Um, so the short answer is yes. And my reasoning for that in my own life is meditation or breath work is about a doing. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a breath. I'm going to give you something to do, and then you're going to do it. And you're going to do it again and again and again and again and again. And that again and again and again and again and again is active meditation. You're repeating a cycle. You're being intentional. It's keeping you focused, but it's, it's orbiting around a doing. There's something that I'm, I'm achieving. Whereas true meditation is a not doing trying to release and not do anything. Mm. The problem with not doing is even in tr attempting to not do anything, there is a subtle doing. Does that make sense? It's, it's actually yes. very hard to get to a true 
not doing space. So I think um, breath work provides you that opportunity to really see where you're at. It keeps you focused. And as a, as a facilitator and a guide, it's really lovely because if I, if I set a people in a room, like, okay, meditate. And then we're just silent for an hour. I don't have any feedback. There's no way of really engaging. Uh, whereas when you give somebody breath work, you can see where they shut down. I can, I can look at you and I can tell that you're no longer breathing into your belly. So I can encourage you to keep breathing. Does that make sense? Which shows me you, you've gotten distracted you you know what i mean so in that regard it's like it's very anchoring to everyone involved because you know where you're at you know you realize if you've gotten distracted then you pull yourself back to the breath you pull yourself back to the doing and in the repetition of the doing you do get the meditation so it does provide both but as an avenue point it's much more accessible i feel I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So, um, what I realized with the with a few times, and you came to our home, Kai, and it was so incredible with our own children and family, and it was such a special night. Thank you so much for being here, and this just amazing environment that you created. I even had my fourteen year old that is so disinterested in anything that is, you know in that arena, you know, because I'm always like, read a book, you know, like just stretch or just, just being a little bit more still because he's just athlete and just like, go, go, go all the time. And he was trying to get, he was working. And when he walked in, he literally told me afterwards, why didn't you tell me that this was happening earlier? I would have wanted to be a part of it because he walked in to the environment that you had created and his soul desired to be there so strongly. So thank you for that moment that you gave us as a family and our children, Alicia. I mean, even mm -hmm. Nico also was just loved he, it, right? He loved it. Yes. He's 15 mm -hmm. and he had the best experience. And I just think that's amazing to be able to, you know, give them a taste of that so that they know, oh, there is something that like that I really felt it that he mm -hmm. really just got into this like meditative zone you know and yes, it was amazing very for meditative for Nico <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> he fell asleep <laughs> he fell asleep yeah but it was just incredible for him to mm -hmm. experience that so yes and I'm glad and you so brought that I'm... up because I forgot that I wanted yes. to mention that yeah that you came to our home and it was amazing so Such an experience. Thank you. Um, but what I have been like, really, I'm just, like I said, I'm new to the whole breathwork thing, but I am realizing, especially for teenager, teenagers and younger people, how that are dealing with like a lot of anxiety and depression, how the doing, like you just explained is so much a, so much more digestible for them than the not doing, than the just being still, you know what I mean? So the doing the breath work, all of that is so much more uh, simple and powerful. And it's so funny what our brains do, because I was just realizing that at the beginning, when you start the whole process of breathing, like even if it's as simple as, you know, expanding your belly and then your lungs and then out. And our brain tells us, oh, this is hard. I don't know if I can keep this rhythm as something that simple. And, and you know that you're going to do it for a little while. And my brain is like, oh, I hope I remember how to do this. But then you get to that place where you said that all of a sudden it becomes easy and it becomes like normal. Even, even something as simple as 
breathing, our brain gets in the way. <laughs> and we're like, oh, this is going to be hard. I don't know if I could do it. And then our body takes over. And then, and then again, our brain is like, how is this going to shift things for me? How am I going to feel differently? And then you feel it. You feel differently. You feel the shift happening in your body. And even your brain is like, I just feel like your brain's always constantly trying to get in the way of some of the most powerful practices. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's Ooh. what I'm realizing. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. No, this is totally just like lighting me up. I love it. Um, one, sh one transition that I've made in my life that has brought me a lot of joy is moving away from the idea that the brain is getting in the way or the ego oh, is okay. the problem and turn converting it from the word ego to protector. Okay. Protector shows up. So when I'm getting engaged in this activity, my protector shows up and says, is this safe? Is this okay? And then it's my job to go to my protector and be like, yes, I can do this. I trust this practice. I trust this practitioner. I've done this before. Okay, cool. And then he'll, he'll come up and he'd be like, are we really sure? <laughs> like, yes, yeah. babe. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like that trend, that relationship trends transition instead of the ego being something I'm trying to kill or something I'm trying to fight or something I'm trying to like, you know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. It's like, no, this is a very dear friend of mine who's kept me alive and breathing for so long. And, you know, when I was mm -hmm. younger, this thing really kept me alive. Now that I'm older, it's kind of that relationship dynamic shift where it's like, Hey, we're working together. I love that. mm -hmm. That's yes. so great, Kai. And now how can we change that with our mind? Because I kept saying, you know, my mind's getting in the way. What, how can we shift that, that part? Yeah. And so my, my mind's getting in the way. It's, it's the same. It Exactly. It is. It is. That's not the enemy. Your mind showing up isn't the enemy. Okay. It's you deciding and and giving your power away to that decision that, oh, they, they say I can't do it, so I shouldn't. This is scary, so I'm not going to do it. You know, that's the protector being like, are you sure? And you're like, oh, no, maybe not. You're giving your power away, right? And so the, that shift is that, I, I mean, I just say protector. <laughs> that's I that love way. that. I, I'm glad that you brought it up that way because I think that that's beautiful and it's, it is a protector, you know, it's and- the enemy right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes it's it's important to realize our relationship with that because yeah if we think of it as an enemy or like you're saying trying to kill the ego we don't want to do that because we also may have other things in our world like you know um anxiety that's not just going to disappear it has to become like our friend something that we understand and have a relationship and learn how to how to live with mm -hmm. and what we need to do right oh. Yes. And I want to tie that right back to breath work, because one of the most beautiful things about breath work is when you get into that place, when you start to deep breathe and your protector shows up, it's going to create anxiety in you. The thing is, when your your young self isn't aware of how the world works, you feel anxiety and you feel like there's something wrong, something you have to change, something you have to run away from. You know, there's this very, very caught up in like, oh, no, I feel this way and I want to not. Whereas the older that I get, the more, the reason I love breath work is because it lets me interface with my anxiety to such a degree that it doesn't stress me out. 
I know right now that I'm anxious because this is what anxiety feels like. Because as I do my breathwork practice and that anxiety comes up, I know that sensation. So it's not the end of the world. I'm not dying. I'm anxious. Does that make sense? Like it's, it, it helps yes. more power in that. Cause I used to get daily panic attacks and they would shut me down. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I, I was just like very much like I had to get away from everything. I would like have to run. Like it was just such a stressed out place. Um, and that sensation isn't necessarily different. It's just the, the way that I can feel it, mm-hmm. how, how comfortable I am to be in that space and know that I'm okay is much greater. Yeah. I have a question around that. So for people that are having that type of anxiety or panic attacks, those type of things, um, and they're, they're maybe thinking, okay, maybe I do want to try this breath work, but you know, they have the fear about it maybe, or they don't know how it's going to go. But, um, is there like a certain amount of time that they need to, like, let's say they need to do it like a minimum of at least three minutes or five minutes or something where they will actually feel a difference or does it take longer than that? Or do you know what I mean? For me, um, when I first did that first three rounds of Wim Hof, like that seemed like a lot to me because I had never experienced that before. And now with all the practice that I've done with it, I love at least a half an hour of breath work where I feel like, oh, that was so good, you know, um, or even longer. But so I'm just wondering, like, where do people start? How long does that need to be? I know it's probably going to be different for everybody, but can they feel a difference in just a few rounds of something or a few minutes? Or does it need to be like at least five or 10 minutes? Sure, sure. That- I, I understand. Yeah, okay. the question. Um, so my, my, my thoughts on that are the beautiful thing about when you're dealing with breath work is a physical practice and it takes a certain amount of time for physical chemical processes to occur, right? Um, breath work is also a mental practice. And the fun thing about mental states is they can change instantly always. You know, it's, it's as little as like shutting down a thought and not thinking it, which sounds impossible. And at times it can feel like it's not possible, but it is something that we're capable of that mental state. You know, when I'm in an anxious place um, or when I'm very, very triggered, I can get to my space that I need to be in, in one breath, deep breath in, drop it down and you just hold it. Okay. (laughs) Where's the truth? And how can I share it with love? And then I do, then I act, right? Like that simple practice, it takes a single breath, right? Um, that's a lot of practice. You know? like, that's a lot of being familiar with what, what this all feels like. And I don't always get it right. Like that's not, that's not set this up on a pedestal. Like it's a practice well, yeah. still. But that, that activity, I've done it before and I found the power in it. Um, uh, I, want, I did want to speak to there's a bit of a chicken and the egg scenario because people okay. with severe anxiety are in experiencing breath work. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. When I had severe panic attacks, I would, the only thing I could do was focus on my breath. And it actually, it was the anxiety and the panic that led me into breath work because that was quite familiar. You know, when I, when I just been in this, when I was spiraling out and my mind was going off, 
if I could focus on my breath, if I could just keep breathing in that nice, even circle, like the breath work came as a natural result of my anxiety, not the other way around. Does that make sense? Like I kind of found it because it's what I was doing. And then I found practices that supported it. And I was like, oh, this feels really good. Um, and so in that regard, if somebody is anxious and they're in a panic state, I would have them breathe for as long as feels needful. That's just the recommendation mm -hmm. and your body will know it's like I breath work is very much like a hot tub. If you, you know, you get into a hot tub and it feels great, but there's that time where you're like, okay, we're done. We did it. Yeah. yeah. And you hop out. That's the thing. You know, it's, I, I try to stay away from the dogma. You know, people have this idea that they should be able to hold their, you know, holding your breath for a minute and a half is this thing. It's an arbitrary number because what you need is chemical processes behind it that'll take about 30, 30 seconds to 90 seconds, depending on where your body's at, you know? So that's why you don't, you never want to like, I don't like to put the hard rules on it because it's such an experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, to, to go back to your question, you know, I would rec, I, the recommendation would be for as long as feels needful. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. So two of our um, well, one of my kids, when, when you came to our house, he was not looking forward to doing this. He just came because I wanted him to be there type thing. And then um, one of our nieces kind of felt that same way. But in talking to him afterward, um, he was like, no, I, I can see how it would be really, really helpful and good. But in that, like in his space where he was at, he wasn't in the mood to do it. He didn't want to do it, but he still got some benefit out of it. But it's just interesting that even, um, even having like somewhat of an experience, like brought him closer to like, oh yeah, this, I can see that, you know? So, so do, do you think that people, um, well, I mean, I guess this isn't really I was going to say, do they need to really be in the place of, I want to do breath work, you know, to be able to receive right. it? But oh, yeah, no, good question. Breath work is a surrender practice. You're learning how to let go. You're learning how to dive in. You're learning how to release with your belly, accept air, really take in the moment and the sensation and, and remain in choice. To choose to surrender is a very deep level of of life. Um, and so if you are not willing to surrender and all that is, is some level of resistance, you know, I'm bored, I'm tired. I don't want to, these are all things that are just opportunities to surrender to. And if you're not wanting to, you won't. Right. And so there's no need for you to do it today. And there's no need for you to do it tomorrow. You'll do it at your own best pace or never. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's just kind of one of those things. And in that it's a surrender practice, it ha in order to find the deepest levels, you need to dive in. One of the things that I think is fun about um, breath work is it really is a version of self-hypnosis because you're giving yourself something repetitive, you're intentionally doing something, and you're going repeatedly. Science has shown us that if you tell somebody that I'm going to teach you how to hypnotize yourself, and then they go and do the practice, they achieve far deeper levels of like deep theta or I think it's like the deep regenerative um, then if you don't tell them and you do the exact same thing like if people have the opportunity to surrender to an opportune experience 
and they feel really safe and comfortable, they'll have an incredible experience. And um, with that being said, the reason it works is because it does trigger some of your, some chemical processes in the body. When you combine that with physical and spiritual, emotional states, you can have like a really crazy experience. But yeah, just showing up and doing the breathing, you will feel the effects of the breath work. And that's another thing that makes it fun is because it is so experiential. I can, we can talk about theory, which is fine, but also without talking about any of the theory, if I just showed up and started doing a breathwork practice with you and you chose to follow along, you'd have an experience. And that's what's really lovely about it is it's fun to have the experience first. And then like, now here's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, I love how you are. Uh, well, first of all, that you worded it as choice, right? That is huge choice because I mean, Honestly, the goal of our podcast is to, you know, we say choose healing, choose growth. You're the very first tool that we're bringing our listeners breath work. And the reason for that is, is because we know that in breath work, you can already begin that healing journey. Because for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, you you're, you don't have access to going to therapy at the moment, or you don't have insurance to cover the therapy, or you, you don't know if you are, you're dealing with so much stuff that you don't know if you can really get deep into meditation. You know, like we want to give and provide our listeners with, with a tool that is accessible for them. And I also love that you are explaining that it's such an intimate thing, that there are no numbers, that this is where you have to fit in for it to be effective. It's all you and what you need and where you are. And that is so beautiful. Like you are handing over um, this amazing empowerment to each and every listener that they know exactly what they need and that they are completely capable of, of just knowing that, you know, like it's, it's such a, everything, like literally, I'm not kidding you. I got emotional just hearing the way that you present breath work because you're like, you can choose it or maybe you won't ever choose it. That's completely up to you. Mm -hmm. And that's so amazing. And, and if you do, you know, like it's, it's a surrender practice. That is, that is you saying, I choose to begin my healing journey. Mm -hmm. I choose to know that I am completely capable of knowing what I need. Mm -hmm. Like it's all so beautiful. Like it's just so sacred mm -hmm. and, and yet so powerful in our process. Um, and I also see it being so powerful for not we we live in a in a world where there's so much of that happening right now, depression and anxiety and um, nowhere to turn. And I have to say that from my perspective, it doesn't feel like breathwork is in the forefront. We hear the word meditation a lot and I love meditation. Please don't get me wrong. Like that is a place that is just so important to me. I love that. But I did not, I wasn't aware of breath work as much. And even when we told our children we were going to do this breath work session, they're like, what? <laughs> what is this? You know, like, and so wouldn't it be amazing if we could bring it more to the forefront? And I know that it is out there. It's, it's, it's becoming more. But for anxiety, 
for those feelings and for moments where you don't know where to turn and you can actually, and you actually have your breath. Like you said earlier, I love when you're like, you're going to be breathing anyway. You might as well do it with some intention behind it. (laughs) That's so huge. (laughs) That's so huge. And I mean, just to know that this is something that is so accessible to you, so intimate for you, so just um, powerful in choice. Like this is something that will shift everything for you. You know, like, thank you. Thank you for being that tool that we can share with others. Um, I was leading to a question. I have a question. Do you have... Like, could you lead us through maybe one or two rounds of breathwork so that people that have never really focused on it can maybe just have like a little example of what it would be like? Something simple, maybe? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. So to participate, I invite you to put in some headphones if you can. Close your eyes, sit or lie down, and we're just going to take our awareness to our breath. So as you focus in on where you are right now, I invite you to just breathe in nice and easy, allowing the breath to enter in a nice, even circle. So you breathe into your belly and you breathe into your chest. And when you reach the top, you release with a gentle sigh. And you go your own best pace. Just breathing in fully, feeling those lungs expand. And then you let it go, relaxing your shoulders away from your ears, releasing your jaw. And you breathe deep into your belly. And you fill your chest with air. And then you let it all go, nice and easy. And you just feel your energy start to settle. And you straighten or you correct, sit up nice and tall. If you're lying down, lay flat. And we're just gonna focus entirely on our breath. Just letting it be even. And you breathe deep into your belly. If that feels uncomfortable, that's okay. Just keep breathing. And you just release and relax, accept and allow. And invite your body to expand. And as you inhale deeply, you inhale away from yourself. You take up a whole room. And as you exhale, you just relax and release, feeling the earth beneath you. You breathe fully in. And if you get distracted, you just direct it to the breath. Fully in and let go. And whatever you feel, you just feel it. And whatever thoughts come by, you just let them go. 
Focusing on breathing into that belly. And as you exhale, you relax your shoulders away from your ears. And you keep breathing at your own best pace for 30 seconds. Really allowing yourself to be here for the next 30 seconds and breathe. Whatever you feel, you feel. And you just come back to your center, to your breath. And you let it all go. You take a nice deep breath in. And you sip at the top, you drop your chin, your shoulders, you move your air down to your belly, feeling that diaphragm expand. Nice. Beautifully done. Easy. <laughs> it's easy gently bringing your awareness back to your body you can wiggle your fingers and your toes kind of give yourself a nice stretch um one fun thing after breath work is endorphins are so good for you they're part of happiness and so if you do a nice deep overhead stretch and you stretch your fingertips up towards the sky biceps towards your ears and then maybe you put a twist in your spine oh making yourself really really tiny compression hmm. I and love you're back. It. Oh, I love it. Thank you. No, that was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and that was such a surrender practice. And, you know, the idea of what you resist persists. And so, like, I love that you were, I thought you were going to guide us into a different direction, but you said, and what you feel, feel. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And what you think, think and then let it go it was just like such a cycle it just felt like so flowy and just like ah oh, okay I love the the circle you know like thinking about breathing in through the stomach and then in your lungs and then releasing and just taking up space the whole thing was so beautiful thank you <laughs> yes no thank you for the so invitation great. thank you so so grateful for you we still have a few more questions, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So um, for me, what are your other interests? Like, who is Kai? Because, like, it's so amazing how, um, like, where you found your zone of genius, you know? And yet, what are what are some of the other things that you love to do? Okay. Yes, yes. Love it. Love it. Um, so I love art. I like creating. I'm very much like I love and I love digital art. I like being able to copy and paste and erase my mistakes. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> awesome. OK. But I love that that creation aspect. I'm, I'm a manifesting generator if you're familiar with human design. And so um, uh, for those who aren't, human design is just like a way of knowing the self. It's kind of like astrology, um, but it also kind of gives you a little bit of your genius. And so I, I love 
invention and creation and innovation and kind of coming into new spaces and expanding is one of my favorite things. I love self-help. A lot of, a lot of my um, happiness, peace and serenity, I uh, attribute to self-help and self-education, you know, learning who I am and how I operate allows me to stop apologizing for who I am and how I operate, (laughs) and instead being like, okay, this is a part of my process, this is where I'm at, like, there's so much serenity in that, you know, the serenity prayer, give me the strength to accept, change the things I, you know, can, accept the Mm -hmm. things, the wisdom to know the difference, you know, and so um, I love self-help, so things like the gene keys, human design, um, I love that, I do. And then I just like fitness. I love moving my body. I've seen so many people that I just love and admire. They just kind of like stop moving. And that's the beginning of the end, which is the same thing about the breath. As soon as you stop moving your breath, as it gets trapped, it's the beginning of the end. Your body starts to shut down. It can't survive that way. (laughs) Not to make it crazy, not to put too fine a point on it, but also. (laughs) Yes, we need to, right? I mean, the awareness is everything. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing all those things with us. Um, Alicia, do you what? have a question? Yes, I have a question. Um, what are some of your favorite books? Or do you have a favorite? Oh, okay. Hands down. Absolutely. Recommend it to everyone. I'm, I'm in the process of memorizing it. I love this book so much. It's called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Okay. Um, a beautiful metaphor about a prophet who whose ship comes in. He's been waiting for his ship to arrive. And after 12 years, it finally comes and he's about to leave and go on his ship. And as he's leaving, all the people of the village come together and they're like, oh my gosh, please don't leave us. We love you. We want you here. But if you have to leave us, like tell us of your truth, everything that you like witnessed about us so that we can know about ourselves before you leave. Let us know who we are. And so uh, he's like, I don't know. What do you? What's your? What are your questions? And then they start to ask him questions about different subjects. And his explanations are poetry. Like it's just mm. it's some of the wisdom in it. It's it's it speaks to my soul in ways that I can't adequately describe. It's just like yes. This I think is- I've heard of this book. Is it like pretty old? It's been around for a long time. Or no, it's been, around, it's been around for a minute. I was thinking if I had my copy. It's been around for a minute. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the date. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. I just feel like I've heard about it, like, but a long time ago, like 20 years. I don't ago. think I've, I don't think I've heard of it, but yeah, oh, that I, sounds I cool. it's like 40, 60 years old. It's kind of in that vein. Oh, okay, but it, okay. It, well, I listened to it on Audible. It's about 90 minutes, and it's mm-hmm. like I listened also to it short. And yeah, like I'm not even kidding. I'm trying to memorize it because it's just it has the most profound wisdom and it's so simple and the heart's in the right place. Like, ugh, it's so good. Oh, I love that. Can't wait. I can't wait to check that one out. Any others you want to mention? Um, Books that I love. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I came from uh, I was raised LDS. And so in, in a religious upbringing, when I came out, I lost my religious like footing and it was the worst. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I absolutely, <laughs> I, I like, imagine it was, it was hard. I could, I had no concept for how to live. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a book that said that really, really like redirected me and kind of gave me some solid footing after years of being very very like <laughs> out there uh was a book called i am the word by paul selig 
Okay. okay. I am the word. It's about I'm embodied so divinity and it's, and it's how, and it's what, what does that look like and why, like on all of it. And this is beautiful channel text. That's just, it's, it's a game changer. It helped redefine my relationship with God and it gave it, it gave me my relationship with God back and it means the world to me. I love that. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for sharing that. That is going to be a big benefit for so many people thank mm -hmm. you so grateful okay um absolutely who is your hero who is my hero geez oh such an interesting like we're we're the hero they're like it's i'm uh i guess the short answer and it feels really cliche i don't have heroes <laughs> like that like i love people and like it's so fun to watch people go through it and you know so it's it's the, it's the people that are oftentimes feel like they're at their weakest point that can make the strongest decisions someone who's like never stood up for themselves standing up for themselves like that's a hero moment like oh my yeah. gosh let me celebrate you you know I like love that. yeah like and seeing stuff in or seeing people like have these like oh my gosh i didn't know i could i didn't know i could feel this way and it's just like that's a yeah. hero moment you know really breaking that barrier i think i whenever i think of a hero i think of someone who's like kicking down a door you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well like, oh. speaking of heroes i'm sure that you have been that for a lot of people so when did when did you feel like okay I have this now I need to be share or maybe not need to but I want to share this with others. Um. So it all it all happened because of COVID. Honestly. Oh, okay. Doing it and like I'm very I'm a very private person. I have my own private practice. I like my alone time. Like I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I'll <laughs> I'll like be out there, but then I kind of need to not. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing all of these things kind of by myself, and they were just giving me these incredible shifts. And then COVID happened, and everything kind of shut down. And I had this opportunity to build a social media brand around breathing empowered. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love, cause I, cause of the Kundalini, all the breath work. I was like, oh, this is a perfect thing to share. It just, it was one of those like, oh, this is fun. This is, this will be great. And then I started to share that and people just loved it. And it was just changing lives. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah. Well, I know that you've had a big part in that for me because of being able to be at your like be there in person with you. Um, and then that led me to search out um, breath work online so that I could continue doing it in my home when I wasn't able to be, you know, live. And so, yeah, so you have directed me in this new path and it's been amazing. Like I've had some really cool experiences. I know that we're winding down with time now, so maybe we'll have to do this again <laughs> where we can talk about experiences that we've had because it's it's really cool. I love it. Oh. Okay, yeah, for sure. I and it has been phenomenal to to hear her experience too, and I'm so grateful to know that that's available to us. And so happy that you reworded that question because it was beautiful and stunning. Your hero question. It's hero moments, and it's everyone. We're all heroes. I love that, Kai. Thank you, thank you. You are a special, extraordinary human. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts and all that you bring and that the way that you um, um, just express 
you you just are empowering people to understand and know their value and bring it forth like you're you literally do that just in the conversation that we've had i hear you like just knowing other people's value and what they have to offer the world as well mm-hmm. that just feels that's what we're coming away with you know what i mean and so thank you for being you in such a big way and such a humble way and such a powerful way i just <laughs> i I'm so grateful for our time together. Oh my gosh, no, my absolute pleasure. Y'all, y'all are absolutely incredible. You know, I think that it's so fun that this thought comes to me for those who are familiar with Mormonism, um, the Alma the Younger story, right? In the Alma the Younger story, like everyone's always always down to talk about how like cool he is when he like made his whole transition. And you're like, oh, you're at the end, and you're this incredible, you know. But no one was giving him those same accolades in the middle of his story. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you can turn that to people, everyone's just in their in their story, you know. Right. If you can celebrate them who they will be, there you you provide them access to be much more of what they are. I love that. I love, I love it. Thank you. You're amazing. Yeah. yeah you're- Thank you. Please, I love this. Thank you, Kai. We appreciate you being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Explore this. It is a beautiful place. And um, if you found value in what we shared today, you want to share it with others, please do do so. And um, leave us a review. Uh, We're grateful for all that are following. Thank you, Kai, for being here today. And we will be here next time. Take care, everybody. See you guys. Bye-bye.